Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a show to help high performers improve their health and well-being. This is an excerpt from my conversation with YouTube star and expert urologist, Dr. Rina Malik. The link to the episode is in the description. I read, and now we're just going to go straight into the kind of the sex part of things, people. I read that the G-spot stimulation, okay, can help with the relaxation of the pelvic floor. Is that true? And if so, tell us how and why. I don't think so. I mean, the G-spot is an area of nerves that is essentially, it's not a spot, it's an area, it's an erogenous zone that's on the anterior vaginal wall, about two to three centimeters in and underneath the urethra, which is the P-tube. And so that area, when stimulated, can be very pleasurable for some people and not for everybody. So I think a lot of women are like, why do I not feel that? Or I don't have a G-spot. Like, that's okay. Everyone has the area, but not everyone finds it pleasurable. And so that area, when stimulated, can assist in reaching climax. And so when you're having orgasms, that's actually a good thing for your pelvic floor, like your muscles are contracting and relaxing. So when they're functioning, it's it's actually a nice way to strengthen your pelvic floor. So have more orgasms, you know, but, um, <laughs> but, but ultimately um, it's not like directly correlated to strengthening those muscles because that's not near the muscles. The muscles are, if you're looking at a female vagina, more in the posterior aspect of the vagina. I love that. So basically, it's the orgasm that really helps with the pelvic floor. It's not necessarily just this one isolated thing, which is the G-spot, which I feel like we hear all about. And so many of us get quite nervous about talking about this, as you said. And I'm so pleased that you said and mentioned for some people, it can bring an orgasm and for others, it can't. Because there's a lot of shame around women and orgasms, I think. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure for women to orgasm and to orgasm on command or to orgasm at the same time as their partner. And like, we're different. We're physiologically different. And so that drives me nuts. It makes women feel like something's wrong with them, right? And there's not. And then, you know, men, I think a lot of men want to provide that pleasure to their partner if they're in a heterosexual relationship and they don't know how because no one ever talks about it. I kind of think about um, sexual health at school, right? And that's the only kind of sexual health learnings that we get. And then I think the majority of people, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's less so now, but when I was growing up, a lot of people then learned things from pornography. And so you never really got to actually have a conversation around sex and the pleasures Mm -hmm. of sex, obviously the importance of STDs and STIs, which is a very important one to kind of mention, but then like the pleasure of it or the enjoyment of it just kind of gets chucked out the window. And as you said, there is an insane amount of pressure on women and orgasms. And I think it was one of the things that went through my friendship group for years when we were growing up around people worrying about orgasms and whether or not they're having it. So maybe it's kind of a good time actually just to like go on to orgasms because I think there's a lot of conversation around men and ejaculation and there's less so on women and is there less research in this area absolutely so when you look at the female anatomy right the penis and the clitoris are homologs so in order the most reliable route to orgasm is through clitoral stimulation for women right not everyone um, needs it but most women do and so Mm. in terms of that right? If you look up clitoris versus look up the word penis in literature, there's actually been a paper published on this. It is like tenfold less 
research on the clitoris compared to the penis. I actually also feel that is just general in in science with research. Like so mm-hmm. much is dominated on men, and then actually it's meant to be translated into 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 women's health, and it, it just isn't. So it's really understudied, and especially when it's when it's in this area. So you mentioned there about the clitoris stimulation kind of being you know, the main source of, of a female orgasm. Can we kind of decode and actually like understand about more of a female orgasm? Because I think it's something that we're never actually taught about as women and for men as well. I think sometimes men think if they're doing a certain technique, it's just meant to lead to an, an orgasm very, very quickly. And actually mm-hmm. it's it's not that way. And, and I think many women struggle with the concept if they can't orgasm, there's something wrong with them. So can we try and decode about like, how can we start this conversation around women and orgasms? And how can we get to understand ourselves more in this area and know what what works for us as opposed to what we're kind of reading online and what we think we should be doing? Absolutely. So starting off an orgasm for a woman takes on average 12 to 14, 18 minutes, depending on the route, the, 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 if you're using a toy, not using a toy um, during sex, right? It can vary. It takes a lot longer for women, whereas the average time for a male to climax, and this is just from data on penetrative sex alone, so talking about from the start of penetration to the end, is about 5.2 to 5.7 minutes. So it is a it is a disparity in that if you are focused on just penetrative sex and that's your your main goal, majority of women are not going to orgasm, right? They need more time. Also in terms of arousal and feeling fully aroused and having the physiologic responses of arousal, which is like lubrication, um, is the most common one people talk about, Take can take longer. It can take like 20 to 30 minutes. So there needs to be foreplay involved, right? And I think that there's a lot of times where that doesn't happen because you see all these things on the media where, you know, man sees woman, they immediately penetrate and a few minutes later she's orgasming or they're orgasming at the same time, which is just not accurate, right? Because of this, and, you know, we touched on the way that women feel pressure, but men also feel pressure to perform, right? Okay. And so they feel this this huge pressure to perform, and then they're like, oh, she didn't orgasm. And that can play a vicious role in their ability to perform because they get anxiety and they bring that to the bedroom next time, and then they can't perform. And then they feel bad. The partner feels bad because they think it's their fault. And, like, there's so much going on there. And honestly if people were educated more and if they um, talked about sex, I think we would have a much better and healthier society because people wouldn't have so much anxiety. And that anxiety carries through with other things, right? And their work productivity in their relationships with other people. So I think ultimately people don't realize what a huge issue this can be for people. It's devastating. Yeah, it is. And I honestly feel like it really becomes shunted in communication, even with your partners, because I think a lot of people can feel shame just obviously internally with themselves, which basically just creates this massive barrier for any kind of growth or understanding for themselves in this area. For them, for them to communicate to their partner is, is another barrier to kind of to cross over. So thinking about women's orgasms and thinking about something that's come up a lot as well from my audience, which is sexual dysfunction. I think, obviously, this is something that men talk about a lot. And I know there's a lot on your YouTube around kind of erectile dysfunction and understanding around this for men. But I think there's hardly anything spoken about this for women's health at all. And I think some women might 
not even aware if this is a, a problem for them. They might just think that they're broken. So how can women understand around sexual dysfunction? Like, how does that look? Is it the fact that they're struggling to orgasm? Is it struggling around lubrication down there? Because all of these things kind of just, I don't feel, are at all spoken about. And it's, I think it's a real barrier, as you said, between relationships as well. Well, the big thing about sexual dysfunction is, is it a bother? right? So if you're not bothered or it's not creating distress in your relationship, it's not a problem, right? Because everyone has a little bit of variety in what their desire is, what their rate of desire is. Everyone's lubrication amount can be variable. Everyone's rate of, you know, desire to have an orgasm or having an orgasm is different. And so I think really the bottom line is, are you bothered? Is this creating a problem in your relationship? And then go talk to somebody about it because even getting education on what is normal, and that's a lot of what I do on my YouTube channel is like how much discharge is normal, for example, or, you know, what mm -hmm. can you expect, right? What's the average rate of, you know, couples having sex, right? It doesn't matter what the average is, but if you're curious and maybe you're having more or less or the same, it may provide you with some reassurance. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the full episode, there's a link in the description.